Welcome to the Regular Guys Random Things Weekly Podcast. Thanks again for listening to these regular guys talk about the most random things. So sit back and relax while they get started. Hey everyone, welcome back for another episode of the Regular Guys Random Things Podcast. I am your host, Scott, and I'm very happy to be here. we got our regulars, guys. We've got John over here. What's up? And Dustin. Hey, guys. All right, so uh, let's start with you, John, this week. What have you been up to? Oh, boy. This week has been memorable. Oh, okay. Good. So without breaking HIPAA laws and other uh, situations, I was able to – we were able to, as a family – help my brother get the help he needs and it was an ordeal oh yeah he was in town visiting right not that brother oh <laughs> <laughs> a different brother different brother uh yeah totally totally different but so that's uh, a good thing it sounds like that's a good thing and uh, oh, it's very positive um uh very time consuming uh, and difficult but very positive so yeah I also, uh, I'm going to add to that, I also painted my ceiling in that room I've been working on for like two months. <laughs> Did you texture it? <laughs> it's already textured. Oh. How many times have you painted it? Uh, at least twice. No. Maybe three times. <laughs> <laughs> Did you do a different color or are you just doing more coats? Um, more coats. I painted it once. I was very happy with it. It looked really good. But the prime, uh, the putty that we used to fill the holes um, that were there before we painted it said, primer or paint or putty plus primer or something like you don't need a primer this you're good just paint that's not true so it it showed through and um so then i primed the part that showed through and painted it and then you could tell so i'm like this is so stupid so i had to go buy another can (laughs) of ceiling paint which is like 30 bucks i think all that primer paint i think it's all just garbage i don't think putting it, primary it's not paint true works. it's not true yeah so you definitely need to prime i i, I would suggest that you prime i'm no i'm no expert i would you suggest just put on two coats of the color you like oh no no no! this didn't matter i coated and coated and coated over where uh i messed up mm. and uh it, it never it, it it just changed the ring around the thing to be bigger and bigger <laughs> and bigger as i try to fix it eventually i said fine i'll just paint it again and now it looks great but pretty frustrated uh about that at the moment so don't trust the marketing prime your putty that's my (laughs) okay good that's good advice (laughs) prime your putty that's my (laughs) words to live by prime the putty there you go yeah all right so it sounds like you've had a pretty exciting week there uh what about you, Destin? I have a feeling I know what you're going to talk about. <laughs> yeah, last week was spring break, and so the kids and I and my wife, uh, we headed down to southern Utah and spent uh, spent a week down there and had had just a ton of fun. Really, my vacation with my kids, when we go someplace like that, it's more work than it is to just sit around and relax. So we, we did some hiking and uh, did some slot canyons and... Uh, uh, we spent our we spent our time in St. George, and so we we did Red Rock Canyon, which is a slot canyon that has some water in it, where you have to swim through. Uh, we went to Gunlock Reservoir, and during this time of year, springtime, the the river o- or the lake overflows and it creates a waterfall. It didn't happen to be doing it while we were there, but we still hiked up the Dry Falls and played around that day. And then we did Pioneer Park. Uh, we did Snow Canyon. We explored through the lava tubes uh one day uh we drove down to vegas but we went down and we met scott's family uh and i won't go into detail now but we hung out uh, down in vegas for one day and then came back and then um came home friday my kids my older kids they were done they'd had enough and they wanted to get home to hang out with their friends and so we came home friday night and uh finished our week off but way too much time with the family they were ready to come hang out with the friends again huh? it's just funny they're kind of at that age where they're like oh you know my friends are going to a movie do you think we'd be home in time for me to go to the movie no <laughs> we won't be because i'm not going to get up extra early check out of the condo that we're in and then 
uh, drive, you know, fast to get home so you can go to a movie in the afternoon with your friends. I'm just not going to do it. So um, we made some arrangements to come home a day early. We could have stayed till Saturday, but we made some arrangements to come home Friday night instead. And uh, we were able to get them home so they could have at least one day spring break hanging out with their friends. Nice. So, yeah, as you mentioned, I was also down in uh, Vegas for the week. Uh, we were at a condo for spring break, and I pretty much did nothing but sit by the side of the pool and read a book, and it was glorious. Ask me what I did for spring break. What did you do for spring break? I didn't know it was spring break. No. You primed your putty. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. So, yeah, it was it was really great. You guys came down. We went to the Hoover Dam for a little while, hung out there, which is pretty cool. If you ever seen that big, giant bridge that they built, uh, that's pretty amazing feat of engineering. I still don't know how they did it, um, and I would not have wanted been on the crew to have been doing it. it didn't we... We didn't we find out it was like 900 feet above yeah. the river? Yeah, something like yeah, that. I don't know how you'd work on that that's, every single day. That's crazy. And then they came home. We swam for a little while. That was fun hanging out with uh, Dustin's family for the day. But at the other days, we pretty much just hung out by the pool. Weather was great. Um, I loved it. It was a very relaxing vacation, and I needed one of those for a while. I haven't what, had one for a while. So, What was that name of the place we ate in Boulder? Uh, the coffee cup. The coffee cup. Yeah, that's a, it. Was featured on diners, drive-ins, and dives. Yeah, I didn't know anything about it. Scott Scott's family uh, thought it would be a good idea, so we went, and uh, I was very impressed. I, that was like one of the best meals that I had the entire time I was there. Yeah, yeah they're they're really good. Just a tiny little uh, diner, I guess is probably what you'd call it. Um, right there in downtown Boulder on the on the Boulder Strip. Can you call that a strip? <laughs> I don't know. It's cool. I mean, I, I really like it. Lots of little shops and stuff. Yeah, kind of a main street, I guess, more than a strip. I don't know. I thought everything in Vegas was a strip. Well, that's in Boulder, so it's not Vegas. Oh, so. I mean in Nevada. Nevada. <laughs> Close enough. So, yeah, that's what we did last week, and uh, I it was a lot of fun. We had Our family had a good time with Dustin's family, and then on our own, just hanging out. So... Good week. Go spring break. All right. So let's uh, get into our topic du, du jour. No, that's of the day, right? What's What would you call it if it was of the week? Did you say du jour now? Du jour. Soup du jour. You know? <laughs> Can we get the way, delivery man to deliver way, the topic? <laughs> way too fancy. I don't, I don't <laughs> you don't know what soup du jour is? Soup of the day? No. That's uh, funny. Soup du jour a weeko? Yeah, there that's you go. Topic a weeko? There you go. Topico Wico. Uh, so we're going to do a little, uh, this is a little kind of trippy discussion here today. We want to talk a little bit about The Matrix. Um, one of the best movies ever made as far as I'm concerned. Uh, it's a pretty old movie now. What It was, I think it's... 97. 97? Is yeah, that when it came out? yeah. So, you know, it's 20 years old, but it holds up really well. So, John, you've seen it? I have. Okay, what do you think? Um, should, let's we have someone lay out the premises of the movie for those who haven't watched it. I, I um, can, or if, sure, if go ahead. So, um, well, let me spoiler alert. We're yeah, going to talk about yeah, the movie. Spoiler. It's a twenty-year-old movie, so if you haven't seen it, so the premises of the movie is that um, this movie takes place in the future, and when the movie starts, you don't know that it has it's taking place in the future. You're thinking it's taking place in current time. And they're kind of following uh, a guy who is, uh, he works in the computer industry. He's he's also a hacker by night, computer guy, programmer by day. Um, he's approached by a group of individuals who wants to tell him the truth. And he kind of has this idea about the truth. And so uh, he kind of buys into what they're saying. And to make a long story short, uh, they pull him out of a virtual world. So what he's living in is a virtual world, and he doesn't know it. And they wake him up, and he wakes up in the machine world. And that machine world is sometime in the future, and artificial intelligence has basically taken over the world, and the human posture, uh, the human uh, society that's left, I guess, has been forced to go underground. 
And so uh, they live in this virtual reality world and they they jack in to the computer system and they become the people in this virtual world and when they unjack they're they're in a normal world and the the AI or the machines that are living in the real world are trying to kill the humans in the real world and the humans are trying to defeat the machines in the virtual world and the guy that uh, is the programmer by day and the hacker by night uh, in in the hacker name he is Neo and everybody thinks that he is the one he's kind of the prophecy he's the person that's supposed to uh, help the humans take over the machine world uh, in this in this virtual world does that sum it up pretty good sure that's pretty good the, um, just one thing the, the the reason the machines are keeping the humans jacked up like this is because they use them as batteries for energy sources so oh, yeah i forgot about that uh, that's that's why the hum the machines keep humans around so 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 dustin just laid out the the premise right. and and uh the plot but i had my mind blown no joke two weeks ago somebody was like hey I'm pretty sure in the in the lore community of the Matrix that uh, when you unjack or or when you take the pill and you're out of the virtual world, that that is still virtual world, and that that's just the AI's debugging system. So there's literally no human anything. It's all virtual world in a virtual world. Exactly. And uh, it's in an effort for this AI to debug the the issues in the software properly. Yeah, I don't know, dude. There's so many conspiracies. It's theories. crazy. I don't know if it's. Re- I mean, I don't know, but it's. It was really cool. Blew my mind. Um, I do remember uh, where I was when I watched The Matrix for the first time uh, because of its rating. I didn't see it for a bit. Um, it is rated R, by the way. Not in Canada, but whatever. <laughs> so, uh, I have a comment about that too. So, um, I sec. so I was working at Circuit City, and I have a pretty. I did have a pretty uh, staunch line in the sand on my media. So, um, so you drove to Canada? No, <laughs> I I bought the Matrix, uh, the R-rated version, but. I eventually got rid of it, and I don't have any that are rated R in my collection. I've seen them, but it, they aren't in my collection. And th- the idea behind that is I want my kids to be able to see what I have, you know, what's what's available in the house. So, um, so it took me a while to buy the movie, but uh, it has always been and will continue to be, as far as I can tell from uh, experience, in my top five best movies of all time. And funny enough, um, the Wachowski brothers, I don't know what they call themselves now, but at the time The Matrix was made, they were the Wachowski brothers. And They're probably still Wachowski brothers, I would imagine. No? Aren't they two brothers with the last names of Wachowski? No. But um, that's a that's another podcast for another day. <laughs> but anyway, um, by the so way, nobody can see you shaking your head, but us. So you need I to know. say no. Oh, I know that, that's why I did say no. But anyway, um, so they also uh, made another one of my top five favorite movies, which is Speed Racer. And I know that this isn't the, the conversation for it, but I just thought it was interesting that those uh, those fellows um, have have been the reason for two of my favorite movies of all time. But, uh, yeah, The Matrix was amazing. Uh, when I first saw it, more than, the, more than the philosophical point that it was making, I just remember that when Neo would go slow, you know, and those bullets. Bullet went, time. That bullet time. I mean, that was really the beginning of bullet time. And it found its way into video games and all kinds of stuff after The Matrix. Um, I could tell you a couple of video games that, they do bullet time, and one of them is Conquer's Bad for a Day, um, rated not for kids. Uh, <laughs> so, so anyway, um, it's just super cool. I was mesmerized by 
by the bullet time idea and just this whole weird relationship with the software that he could control and i i love the movie it's amazing what about you dustin what 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 did you like about the show well so here's my here's my i told john i was going to talk about that about the r rating so i saw this movie uh back in 97 when it first came out um i saw it with my wife and my mother-in-law and father-in-law are you serious yeah and after the after the movie (laughs) they were like huh i don't get it like like they were like that's the dumbest movie i've ever seen i'm like what are you serious so back back in 97 um i didn't care about ratings and then when i started raising a family uh we kind of did the same thing we said we're going to stop watching rated r movies the problem that i have with the matrix is is if you look at every single category for rating um they're all moderate or mild except for one part in the movie and that's the closing credits and the song that they chose to use in the closing credits, I believe, is why that movie has no rating. way. And the reason is, is because it says the F word four times. So if you shut that movie off at closing credits, it would have a PG-13 rating. It would be rated just it has just as much of everything else in it that any PG movie th- 13 movie has today. The reason why that movie has a R rating is because of the closing credits. Now, are you familiar with the artist and and the song in the closing credits? Uh, it's uh, it's a Rage Against the Machine, and I can't remember. I'm pretty sure it's called Wake Up. Yeah, maybe. And uh, fantastic song. Um, I'm a big fan, but uh, I can see how th- now that you mentioned that, I never thought about that. But now that you mention it, I could see how them choosing to put that song for the closing and they could have chosen any song they could have i mean the fact that it fit was cool but they could have chosen any song uh it makes me wonder if it was done deliberately there's not another single f word in the entire movie yeah. there's not a single f word right there. and there's not there's not a, i mean there's there's obviously violence but it's there's not really much gratuitous violence there's no. a lot of karate fights with yeah. blocks and yeah. which are totally awesome and you know you get shot every once in a while but even even that's pretty i mean i think the the worst shooting i can think of is when um when they come out of the no, what's when they try and go through the security yeah check. yeah and yeah. and that's you know that's probably the worst most violent scene in the whole movie but there's no blood and, splatter there's no right. blood and gore i mean it's it, it's shooting it's violence but not any more than any other right movies. that you see Scott. in Oh, Morpheus, that's what. When Morpheus is running to jump onto the helicopter, you see him get clipped in the leg. And that's probably, you see. The only blood. Yeah, yeah. As far as I can remember, that's about the bloodiest, I think when goriest Trin- part I think when that Trinity's you see. falling from the skyscraper and she gets shot. I know you obs- you see the bullets hit her, and I think there might be a couple, because it's all slow motion. There might be a couple of blood splatters there, too, but that's it. And our point here isn't that. Um, we're not excusing our behavior. Not it's justifying just, it. No, it's just interesting. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> rated R movies make more money than any other movie. And that's so. kind of where I was going with the ending credits. I mean, was that a deliberate move? I don't know. Uh, but but it could certainly be seen that way when the entire movie is perfectly fine and then they throw in an explicit song at the very, very, very I, end. I, it depends on when you say perfectly fine. I mean, it's I, not something I'm, you want I mean your seven-year-old kid watching. I mean perfectly PG-13. <laughs> But yeah, it's a it's a. Personally, I have no problem with R-rated movies, so it right. doesn't bother me at all to to do the R-rated thing. But it's a, it's a very soft R rating as far as the Matrix goes. Yeah. Um, some of the later movies probably tend to, especially two, I think. Yeah, two had some nudity in it. But, yeah. Uh, so, but again, <clears throat> not justifying and not excusing, just. Just clarifying and, and thinking out loud, right? And um, for the most part, uh, I don't. I look at the rating as a guide, I, and I you think know. you can look at the other two movies. If you look at the 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 rating, the parental guide on those, it's exactly the same thing. They put in just one little thing that caused it to have the R rating. And so when you look, it was funny that two and three were actually filmed and kind of released back to back, really close. I mean, they were they were, yeah, they were released yeah, within just they were a short period of time. But when you look at the same thing, they just did one thing that was just enough 
to to get them that R rating and 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 you know I I know R rated movies make more money than any other movie and so a lot of you know movie people want that rating because that's where the money is. But Black Panther's rated PG thirteen. So this is a new this is a new phenomenon though. Scott. That's superhero I mean, movies. <laughs> I'm telling yeah, the kids. I'm though. just kidding. The superhero phenomenon, not to mention Lord of the Rings, uh, has certainly <coughs> given the the whole R rating thing around for its money. But as a as a whole, I could see that point being made. Now, <coughs> um, I don't know if any of you have have seen the Lego uh, depictions of the Matrix that some Lego fans have have put to the no that would be awesome so youtube um the matrix lego you know or whatever there there are some very creative lego stop motion um uh movie makers cinematographers i don't know what you want to call but uh very very talented very creative um and i i was thinking of it uh for the trinity neo scene where they walk through the metal detector because um, this particular artist uh, used putty as like blood, <laughs> so <laughs> so there there would be like this on the on the wall, or if the Lego minifig got hit by bullets, they they putty him up, and and it was just pretty pretty clever. But uh, so um, I'm sure that those people took the time to make those videos because it was such an impactful video uh, to them as well. Um, yeah, so, yeah, I think there's a lot of bleed over from the Matrix into a lot of other things. Oh, definitely. Like I said, the the w- bullet time. Mm-hmm. I mean, that movie was ahead of its time at when it came out. I remember walking out of that movie, and, and very rarely do you go to the movies and you see something and you say, "Wow, that that was new." Yep. You know, yep. there's that's the, that's something you've never seen before in a movie, and I walked out of that and thought. That has just changed movie making and the way people do, uh, you know, some of these uh, choreographed fight scenes were amazing. The bullet time, just, you know, the philosophy, it's it's not just an action movie. There's a there's some depth to it and a, and a lot of thinking and the action's amazing. And it, I just remembered walking out after watching it the first time, just mind blown. Uh, I was completely tripped out and thought, you know, that's one of the best movies ever here's another here's another crazy point to that i watched it a year ago i think um it holds up you know even the hokey part with the worm in his belly you know yeah like it holds up it it feels solid still to this day well, I don't know. I, I'm thinking you're probably young. You probably hadn't started your career at that time, right? I no, I was you're totally in high, high school. school. Yeah. So you, Scott, you were in computer industry by then, right? You were out of school and you'd started working in '97. Yeah, '97, '98-ish. Yeah. So I was too, and I remember at that point in time, a lot of things computer-wise were changing for me, and it, the computer industry was actually starting to take a great big giant shift, and so. There was new stuff, new technology coming out. I was doing new things at work. And so that whole thought of this virtual reality and computerized type world becoming so big, like just blew my mind. Like I I was so intrigued by that and so into that movie because I was like, this is like, I, I live that world, you know, like the internet's getting big. I mean, that whole that whole kind of scene was just it just played into what I was doing on a daily basis too. Even though I'm I'm doing work, but the thought of servers, computers, and nets, and all of that thing, like it just it it blew my mind as far as I mean beyond the action, just the concept of of where the computers were going and and how I was living my own life and things were starting to explode. And then this happened. I was like, oh man! Like I honestly thought at one point in time I sat down maybe at lunch eating a sandwich and I was like. What if this is the Matrix? Like, uh, I think everybody in the world, after seeing that movie, has said, "Are we, are we in the Matrix?" But this speaks and to your wondered it about this, it. This speaks to your philosophy point, though. It's not. It wasn't just a an action movie. It literally has elements of philosophy. What is reality? What is dream state? What is you know? Are you real or are you a dream? You know, and that movie doesn't satisfy the answers it it only asks the questions yeah it just asks all the questions <laughs> and leaves it to you to figure out all the yeah. answers yeah. and and 
and, and it goes deeper than that because you've got this whole AI that was basically created by humans, right? But at some point, there's this human Neo who can go in and kind of take back control of the programming of the Matrix while he's inside it. So you've got this back and forth between the humans and the machines. Who's the creator? Who's the the controller? Who you know? Who is who's in charge? And and I I really like that aspect of it as well. That there was. It also spoke to, and, and I can't say before anyone else did, because T2 had already come out and Skynet was already a thing, but it was already speaking to this idea of uh, a malicious and, and, and horrible intended AI problem, you know? Like, if we're not careful with AI... Are they malicious, though? Well, that's it. I mean, you can just... I think they are, but... Uh, Why? Because, well, they wiped us all out. No, we're still alive. They're giving uh, us better lives than... Okay, so hold that debate. Hold that debate. Elon Musk right now is super worried about AI and is heavily invested in making sure that uh, we have safeguards in place right. so that it doesn't turn into Skynet or doesn't turn but into the Matrix. Now, let's talk about the Matrix. Go though. ahead. I'm ready. Are, I have aren't never they about just that, a higher life form that has basically done what we've done to lower life forms we we have cows and farms we have chickens and farms you know we basically take these lower life forms and use them for our purposes does that make us evil because to me that's all the the ai has done they became the dominant life form they took a lower life form and they are now using them as and and really honestly they're not creating any pain they're not killing anybody they're providing what they deemed as the perfect environment for this person to live in and they're just taking body heat so, certainly so are they evil or are they just well, existing it's more generous than what the apes did when they did essentially the same thing i i think the thing planet with, of the apes oh planet of the apes yeah. i think i think what this movie kind of got to at the end is there's people that live in this AI that you're holding against their will. They know, they understand, and they want out. And so that's kind of the premise of the movie. Let those people go. Um, they didn't want to release everybody. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't like, hey, shut down your battery plant. I mean, really, at the end of the movie, when he when he's talking to the architect and they're kind of rebuilding after the last series, it's, what about those people that want out? Well, of course, we'll let them out. And so... Yeah, I don't know. That's the problem. The problem with letting them out, though, is uh, how are they going to live? What are they going to eat? I, the the planet's destroyed. I mean, gruel. <laughs> yeah, where are they getting that? By A the simple way, simple protein A substance that meets all the body's needs. Is that is that the AI blood or something? They I mean, they grow fungus bacteria that's edible. Did wow. you, I don't know. I have no Pro idea. Probiotics. I don't know where they get. Did it. you ever eat uh, shredded wheat? I if did. If you close I, your eyes I, and you eat it. it doesn't it just remind you kind of like runny eggs? I yeah. love shredded wheat, but the deal is, is uh, they they depict this world uh, that has been completely destroyed by um, the machines. Well, at least uh, by the war between humans and machines. Sure. Yeah. But it's completely destroyed, and there's no food. Well, it's not <clears throat> completely destroyed. It's, all they've done is blanket the earth in clouds, which has cut off the sun, which is really the primary energy source for the entire planet if you think about it well for our food for so, almost all the energy we use comes from the sun yes unless you're using humans for energy well humans get their energy from plants mostly who get it from the sun so then how do the ai feed the humans that they were harvesting energy from they dead they bodies are very inefficient because they then use those humans to generate light which then creates <laughs> to grow stuff no, that they feed no, them. Okay, no. Scott, Scott, hold on, hold on. I just had a funny thought. <laughs> wow. I had a funny thought while you were going on there. Uh, wouldn't it be interesting to see it from the AI's perspective and above the clouds they have huge farms where they do agriculture, but we have no access as humans to that. If they can get above the clouds, they can just harvest solar energy, and they wouldn't need us, and they well, just wipe us out. Couldn't well, the, couldn't the AI get above the clouds? I mean, I don't know. That's what I always well, no, wonder. Because remember when they flew the ship through the clouds, they 
got shocked or there was so much lightning. So the clouds produced. So essentially, if they got above the clouds, then they had to deal with electrostatic, I guess. That's true. The atmosphere is completely but, toast. But, but here's the thing that's always bothered me about the Matrix is this life form, this AI is evolving, right? And I think that harvesting human body heat to produce energy is probably the most inefficient I form totally of agree energy. There. And if they've got these diggers that can just dig to the center of the earth, why not just harness geothermal, you know, I mean. Because that would be a crappy movie, Dustin. And instead of the greatest movie ever. You also do not have to feed uh, the core of the earth either. So that just that just validates your point. But that's okay. That's not I mean, that isn't the point of the movie. How you know, it's not going to line up perfectly with science. The point is that it makes you think the point is that it does that it asks you philosophical questions that for the most part, you're not confronted with, you know, and and even further than that, in the real life, in our real lives here, you know, there are people who don't live in reality, who have created their own matrix in their mind. I know a couple, you know, they don't I, deal with reality. I definitely know a couple. And there's these people out there <laughs> that uh, they just they have this weird view of reality and it's it it's not true and that's what the matrix does to these people and you know it's a, it the question always comes up do you, would you rather live in a fantasy world or the real world the good fantasy world or the bad real world i think there might be someone at this table that fits that description I, there probably could be two or three people at this table no, I, I don't think, i think i don't know what you're specifically. talking about it lives in the about. destiny world. I'm pretty sure <laughs> Jackson though, every night. I'm pretty sure this question's a great segue <laughs> yeah. to our would you rather So yeah, that is our that's let's just go there. So our would you rather question for this week is red pill or blue pill? Do you want to stay in the matrix? Which one's which? I don't know. I don't remember which one was which. Oh, that is so funny because I don't remember either. I think the red pill gets you I, out of the matrix. I think right? the red pill gets you out. Yeah. But so so there's two parts to this that I think we should explore. Neo had a choice between the red pill and the blue pill with no hardly any information about what he was getting into. Right? He had tons of information. He d- you can take this pill and <laughs> uh, have some stuff and you can take this pill and have some stuff. Yeah. That's about what he knew. Yeah. Yeah. He so had very little in the story, it was <laughs> here, I'm going to give you this pill. Take it. If you want to know the truth, what, you know, he had no idea what the truth was. Nobody told him. So in the movie it, with very limited information, do you take the red or the blue pill? I think I need to buy the movie again. I, honestly, at least rent it. I'll let you borrow it. Oh, you have it. Okay, cool. I think the thing about it is, is, um, he, I mean, he had a good idea. I mean, there was enough storyline before. Would you have ever imagined, though, if someone comes to you and does that, no that, the, that the red pill brings you into this world that is just no, what it actually ended up being? There's no way I would have ever imagined. I would have thought, oh, well, yeah, there's some shadow organization running the government and, you know, type of thing. That's the real truth to the world or Conspiracy something like thing. that. Yeah. Okay, so let's... Let me def- let's get a definition on the would you rather. Do we take the blue or the red pill, knowing the premises of the movie? No, or we're, we're going to start with the. We're taking it as you're Neo. Neo. You've got the two things there, glowing in Morpheus's glasses. There, the red pill in one glass and the blue pill in the other. Which one are you taking? You're not making this political, are you? I take the red pill. They're red and blue, dude. <laughs> I didn't do anything. Choose, okay. I'm just, choose the red. I'll, I'll I choose the red pill. Yeah, I'll tell you right now. So you want the truth? I want the truth. Based on what I think I know about myself, I would take the red pill. Um, of course, this is only hypothetical, and, and I couldn't say that with certainty, but that was, that's my guess. I, I think in Neo's situation, I would also have taken the red pill because I, I like to know the truth and live in the real world. Even if it's if it's a painful truth, I would rather know a painful truth and deal with that than pretend that everything's okay and that it doesn't happen so not not to mention the fact that the consequence for not choosing the red pill was to wake up as if nothing had ever happened so i mean right there there was there's no risk except the risk of the truth and like i said i'd like to believe that i would risk the truth so okay so we all picked the red pill in neo's situation now I, i think he had some confirmation one 
he got taken in by the police. He had his mouth sealed off. They put the, the bug in him. Oh, yeah. He knew something weird was going on. Then they pulled the bug out, and it was confirmed that that was real, that his what he thought was a dream was real. And so at that point, I don't see how you don't take the red pill. Yeah. So, okay. So now we all agree, red pill. Now let's take it a step further. At the end of the thing, after you find out what reality really is, does that change your decision? Do you become what's-his-face and go back into the Matrix? Right. Or do you, do you, are you Neo and stay out? If you really knew the full truth, would you want to live in that world versus the Matrix? And you want to live in Zion, or do you want to live in the Matrix, knowing full well what both with a for, full foreknowledge of both choices' consequences? I still take the red pill. Do you? I do, yeah. You? I think I'd take the blue pill. I don't know. You want to be stuck in the matrix. You want to have no knowledge of anything. But what does Zion have knowledge of? That We can't ask that question yet. What You're saying blue, you're saying red, and I'm saying purple. Okay. You can't say purple. Why not? Because <laughs> it's a little bit of both. I, I don't know. I, I lean towards the blue as well, and here's why. Um, if you don't, if you take God out of the equation, if you take religion out of the equation, if you take our existence out of the equation, and you take the movie in its microchasm, okay, what what does knowing about Zion and reality give you? Nothing. It gives you zero. It gives you poverty. It gives you uh, living in fear every single day of the little monster alien dudes coming after you, and all for what? So that you can say, I know that. Well, I know that I think that my current existence reality. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. you you cannot know you cannot know that the Zion reality is reality. So you guys want to be cipher and you want to be put back. In I don't want to be cipher because cipher was a, a betrayer. But no, no what yeah, I'm I saying is that you want to be inserted. I don't ever want to. If I if I'm to that point where I'm taking the pill and I know the con, I don't ever want to leave the matrix to know. I want to be. I want to know full well what the pills are, but then I want to wake up with that knowledge gone, and I just want to be back in in this world that I'm living in right now. And and here's the reason: if I'm not explaining myself well, reality is completely subjective, and even the Zion reality is subjective. It isn't necessarily reality. Where it's portrayed as reality by the film, but it could be just as much a layer of reality as the Matrix is. And I would rather live in the layer of reality that affords me not poverty and fear every day than a layer of reality that removes or that uh, adds those complexities with no guarantee that it is reality. There is genuinely no guarantee that it is reality. You could be, not to bring up an uh, Inception too early, but it could be a layer of Inception uh, Zion. So, I mean, I don't know if it's reality, and therefore I would take the Matrix because at least that one's not crap. I don't like the idea of being held or myself or anybody else held against their will and being used as a tool. I understand. I also don't like someone being taken advantage of or trying to be destroyed because of their thoughts and beliefs or they're willing to survive or live. And so (sighs) I want to be a part of that revolution to make the world a better place but what does that revolution revolution look like if it isn't reality you have to ask yourself that question if that is another layer it it doesn't matter whether it's reality or not because like you're saying your perception is reality so if that's what you choose that is your reality and and whether it's real or not which is why i'm saying the matrix is a is a is a better reality i mean but you you can't you can't expand the storyline we're stuck in the movie you can't say well, Zion's just another layer of a matrix, okay. and then that's well, another layer. If so, you're, if so you're what we have, what we have, no, because the movie only discussed the one layer: okay. matrix, Zion's. Okay. You can't create a sub-Zion or a sub-Zion. That's fine. If based on that uh, idea, I would choose the red pill, but but I'm trying to make the argument that that's a very loose uh, guarantee. See, in the argument you just made about not wanting to be exploited and all that stuff is the main reason I would ever choose the red pill because I don't want to be exploited. But it comes back to the fact that if are you are you exploited if you don't know it? Well, also, if you don't realize you're being exploited, are you really exploited? Okay, so the first question is the first portion of that question defines what you're saying. But the second portion is, is that we have full knowledge 
of the story, and now do we still choose to take the pill? I know. If we take the blue pill, then we just wake up with the knowledge taken away, right? Correct. You just back to your regular matrix life. So I can't take the blue pill because I don't want to forget what's there, and so therefore I need to fight the fight with the cause. And and I would take the red pill based on on that idea, but you have to ask yourself also this question, which is that uh, our, our our Iron Bunker employer uh, under the mountain sucks us for energy too, you know, and and they give us a a reward for that, which is money, and which isn't a whole lot different than these AI giving, taking something from you, a resource from you, and providing you a reality for well, it. Well, no, because that's an unseen reward system. Because in in the matrix, you're still going to work every day. You're still working for the underground bunker. And so in your mind, you're still having to do all of that. You're seeing an unseen reward system. So you've got a reward system inside a reward system. So Uh, that's uh, where it comes down to. Are you exploited if you don't know you're being exploited? And and that's, and I, I understand what you're saying. I, I do feel like that it's not fair to say that we know that Zion is the only other layer. But if well, we're going just, to say that, say that. Well, if we're going our, to say that, purposes. I will take the red pill because I would rather, I, I feel comfortable that I know the truth. I would like to know the truth. I like the idea that what is happening is reality and not delusion. We, we try to keep this podcast at an hour. And if we <laughs> want to expand the, the theories that are on the internet about the matrix, we'll be here all night. True. Yeah. All I'll right. take the red pill. So I'm going Both blue times. pill. I got red and red. Red red pill first time, blue pill second time. Red, red. Red, red. Because I, I don't think if I, like you said, if I choose to be exploited for that reward, then I'm no longer being exploited. I understand your point. Okay. I do. All right. <sighs> We could probably talk about this for another hour if we really it's, wanted to. That's because it's philosophy, and it that's is. why it's such a cool movie. It's an amazing it, movie. It has such good scripting. It has such good acting, despite <laughs> the fact that it's got, what's his name in it? Keanu Reeves. <laughs> Keanu Reeves. Uh, he actually it, does a decent job in it. It's not his worst right. movie, and yet it still packs this very meaningful uh And there's action. Okay, wait. It's yeah. one other twist. Oh, gosh. Uh-oh. Trinity. What about her? What's your thought on Trinity? Hot. Hot. That's what I'm looking for. Hot or not. Mm. Are you going to get in trouble being being a blue blood on this? No, but I never really thought Trinity (laughs) was super duper attractive, to be honest. I think in the first one, she was pretty hot. And that leather rubber suit, whatever she wore. For sure. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the second two, I didn't think she was as good as she was in the first one. I don't know. Yeah. But. Uh, I I know for a fact that she was uh, featured on many walls in America <laughs> yeah. and elsewhere. So. A, l- a lot of screensaver <laughs> backgrounds. Yeah, for sure. So, um, yeah. And her character was also very cool. Uh, she had a way cool yeah, character. I thought that yeah. she was a very cool uh, character in the, in the film. All right. So there's The Matrix. Let's talk about... Since we're kind of there, um, you've brought up Inception. What are some other movies that have kind of really um, had that big twist at the end that just really kind of blew your mind uh, and you just left saying, wow, that I have happened. One. Okay, I go. Have one. What is it? The Sixth Sense. Whoa, that was a good one. That was a good one, yeah. No, that was really good. That had a really good twisty ending to yes. it. You didn't know the whole time at the very end it was like abracadabra, <laughs> mind blown. No, they, <laughs> that was a good one. He did a really good job in in directing that movie to make Bruce Willis interact without interacting. And so you just had no idea. Yeah, that was a good one. I like that one too. Um I know you I we're going to I don't know. I, I don't know how to approach this one, but a movie for me that really and I know we're going to talk about this in the future sense, but the whole Back to the Future series Back to the Future was like a big thing for me. Like just that thought of time travel and that thought of how the future is going to be and will we make it there? 
like that it totally just blew my mind as a kid like that was that was one of the coolest movies that i mean i i still love it today um, and i've probably watched that movie more than any other movie in my life nice i uh one movie that i really liked was fight club and it's a it's a very this one's a very heavily rated r movie so <laughs> this but, one this one's rated r for good reason yes for very <laughs> good reasons but uh, just the twist at the end I thought was very clever and ingenious and it was like whoa and it really I just left thinking it, it, that's also another movie to me that I left had a lot of very philosophical um, great plot big twist at the end that left you going what just happened so I really enjoyed Fight Club you guys seen it uh, I the weird thing about Fight Club is I know I've seen at least parts of it, which is not... Oh, we're not supposed to talk about Fight Club. What are we doing? Oh, what the heck, bros? That's the first it's rule. the first rule of Fight Club. It's the second rule, too. It's the second rule, too. <laughs> uh, if, if I have seen it, I don't really remember uh, enough. Okay. I but know it's famous and iconic. It's just, it's got a lot of these little, like, all through the movie, there's a part where he talks about splicing images into, he works at a movie theater, he splices images into movies that he's projecting one thing. And that happens all through the movie. And it's like, you see it and it's like, did I just see that? And if you, you get the DVD or the Blu-ray and you, you go frame by frame, you can actually see it on there. And it's just a, a really deep movie for me. So, And you know that's happened in real life, right? What? They splice frames. They used oh, to sure. they used to do that in early movie times. They used to splice uh, refreshments one one frame of like a Coke or popcorn or something in a movie, and it would cause people to process that. Those and dirty rats want to go buy refreshments. That, yeah. That's true. I've got another one. Well, um, and this one uh, they don't blow your mind. Okay, the premise is given to you in the beginning, but it's a thinker. And that's Minority Report. And the reason that uh, Minority Report has caused me so much thought is um, action and accountability. And have you seen Minority Report? Oh, yeah. It's a great show. Yeah. yeah so you're like familiar with pre-crime. Right. And, and Can you really punish someone for something they haven't done yet? Correct. They didn't do it. Can you punish them? Now, in this film, they do punish them. Um, but uh, the it is shown in the film ultimately that their system is flawed but it doesn't matter because the people in order to reduce violence in their cities which it did basically eliminated it uh people eliminated murder. people were incarcerated uh for for not doing anything for almost doing something possibly now maybe uh, yes now the the scene that you're referring to is a scissor scene uh where he did almost do that and it compels you to, th and I think that that was put in the film on purpose to, to put into your mind that these crimes were imminent, so that you are more comfortable with the idea of prosecuting for something that didn't happen. But even then, it didn't happen. They stopped True. him before he did True. it. So I, I would think at the worst, you could attempted murder, maybe. True. Yes. Very interesting movie. Very philosophical to me caused me to think no it's not a it's not a teaser at the end and totally flips its uh, premise on its head and you're totally shocked but it did cause me to think some profound uh thoughts about that right. concept dustin you got another one uh i well let's touch back on inception okay um we didn't really talk about it we referenced mm, it we didn't talk about it the thought inception. of the thought of that movie if you throw out the mechanics of how they get in the dream which a lot of people have a hard time getting over uh, it's funny what people will pick apart like oh man that little machine with that little thing on their wrist isn't going to put him to sleep and like who cares like the point of it is is they went to sleep but the thought of being awake in a dream sense and somebody being able to manipulate your dreams and then a dream within a dream kind of like your matrix idea within a dream within a dream and a couple layers deep and then not knowing what's reality and what's not and essentially you could go crazy i guess i mean you could drive yourself crazy not ever really knowing where you are yeah inception has a i really liked inception a lot it has a lot of the same matrix type qualities is what is reality um 
you know, I, I really liked Inception. I thought that was very deep too. And and it's another one of those movies that leaves you hanging. It's like, give us the answer. No, I'm not going to give you the answer. You got to figure out the answer all on your own. There's no answer. There is no answer. You cannot, you cannot say, this is the interesting thing with philosophy. I love my philosophy class. It, I, I took it at the community college, um, here in the Valley. And, uh, I was exposed to several of the great philosophers and their their theories on reality, their theories on thought. Their like Homer Simpson? No. <laughs> no. I, no. Donuts. Yeah, I don't know. I don't actually know anything about that because remember I wasn't allowed to watch that uh, growing up. But, um, you know, when they t- – some of these philosophers, because they're – you know, so long ago, 400, 500, 600 years ago, and sometimes longer than that, um, because of the age of the philosophy, it can be kind of abstract and weird to try and read and understand. But these films have basically taken those ideas and made them completely tangible, completely understandable. No answers still, but but so much easier to go, oh, that's what that philosopher's point was, or yeah. oh, that's the example they were trying to portray and they were using weird language and I didn't get it, you know. And Inception is just, it's powerful, you know. And it's its more recent than The Matrix and I don't really care much for the cast. But Well, here's the thing about the Inception that's kind of weird. And maybe this is just me, but I'm a pretty vivid, vivid dreamer. And I actually sleepwalk. And so there have been times when I have woken up someplace in my house and in my dream, I'm performing a task. So like I've woken up in the middle of the night and I'm halfway up the stairs and I've got like dish towels and cups and stuff in my hand. And so that thought of like not being able to control what happens in your dreams or, and and I have a lot of crazy, funny, weird dreams. Um, but that whole thought of that movie kind of plays I guess into my realism, I guess. I don't know. I don't know how you say that, but, but I have very vivid dreams. And so I don't know. I kind of relate to that dream sense. It It's powerful. I remember in one of my dreams, uh, it's very irrational, but I was curled up in the fetal position in the foot of the passenger side of a, of a car front passenger side, you know, the, the foot bay. I'm a, I'm a full-grown person when this happens. Somehow I fit in that foot bay. I don't know what kind of car it was. doesn't matter because in the dream, that's where I was. And the man opened the door and shot me three times with a gun. And I shook violently enough that I woke myself up from the dream. That's how real my mind, you well, know. Well, that's because if you die in your dream, you die, dude. Haven't you seen enough movies to know yes, that? Yes, and it <laughs> terrified me. That's why I immediately took myself to the hospital when I went back to sleep, but... But nice. uh, <laughs> good job. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so anyway, uh, you know, it, 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 I really like philosophy. I really think that it's valuable. I know that sometimes religion and philosophy fight, um, and that's fine. But I do think that there are some really profound questions that were asked by these philosophers. And not necessarily were given answers, but these are questions that are really interesting and you could really chew on. And so movies that are able to portray these philosophies and give you these ideas in a, in a tangible and manageable method. I love, I, I think they're great. Um, one more movie that I really liked that I thought was pretty fantastic and had a pretty good twist at the end was 12 monkeys. Did you guys ever see that I've one? Never even heard of it. You've never heard of 12 I've monkeys. Never heard of it. I don't think I ever saw that uh, one either. You need to watch How it. How old is it? Uh, it's fairly old now. It's got Bruce Willis in it. Um, he's actually a time traveler who sent back from the future to prevent the spread of a plague that pretty much wipes out um, the human race. Yeah, so I never saw that one. It's, I love that movie. It, it's another time travel movie. Time travel movies can get really trippy. Um, you you mean, guys haven't seen it? You should you watch it. You mean they have lots of plot holes? Is that what you mean? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. <laughs> Except this one doesn't. This one's a pretty realistic time travel movie if, if that can be as realistic said. as they get well, it has brad pitt in it too so i mean it was a pretty big movie at the time i um, i uh have never heard of it you should I, watch it okay so I what actually, about okay then since you know what about the others did you guys see the others 
I did see the others. That was a funky show. Yeah. It was did similar you see that to Sixth Sense. Nicole Kidman? Yeah, I did. I can't remember with the, the movie. The Haunted though. House. It was similar to yeah, Sixth oh, yeah, Sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the okay, Civil War, so. yeah. The Haunted House, and then there's the big twist at the end. Yeah. I don't want to spoil it for anyone because sure. you should go watch it. We haven't spoiled any of these movies that I'm aware of except I, maybe The Matrix. Well, the, we. Except these are all old enough that. Right, that most people. None of these are recent. Not one. Even Inception. And this pretty, is crazy. Is like seven or eight years. Yeah, old. it's pretty old too. So um, here's one for you that I liked that was had a cool twist, and um, I wouldn't say it was a big philosophy thing, but had a cool twist. Did you watch The Village? Yeah, The Village. That's a good one too. Yeah. Another yeah. M Night Shyamalan one. Yeah. So they're all in this compound, living like pilgrims, and then at the very end of the film, you know, there's this plot twist. Right. And yeah, that's I, I thought that, that was a, cool a lot of M Night Shyamalan have that. Just don't ever watch some uh, are good the Avatar. Are, yes. Yeah, don't ever watch the Avatar Airbender. Try to avoid the happening. Uh, Devil was actually Devil really was good. pretty good. Yeah, it was and good. I liked um, what's the Unbreakable? Unbreakable. Unbreakable I thought was, was good. good. Yeah. There was Signs. another one. The one um, he has several really good ones. What's the so one you guys that just didn't like the out? visit? I haven't oh, s- Split. Split. Yeah. yeah. I haven't seen Split. Split was good. Really? Split was oh, good, yeah. too. I have that's not really even good. seen that yet. Split. That's the one I'm thinking How of. How recent was, was yeah. Split? Yeah, last year, Just maybe? Just a couple of years. You know, it's a little bit older than that. No. It's, I I think it it's got the guy, uh, McAvoy, who plays Professor X in the... Uh, in the new one? In the new series? In the new X-Men. I, um, I, I really like M. Night Shyamalan. I but, do, too. But I totally understand when... He puts out films like Sixth Sense and Signs and The Village, and then all of a sudden, out of left field, Avatar Airbender, like horribly done, and then the yeah. weird happening. He's very thing. hit and miss. It's like it's he's not, at no, the no, bottom no, of no. the bottom. He's not even hit and miss. <laughs> he has tons of really good ones, but he has like three of horrible bads. movies. Yeah. Like, yeah. They are horrible. The other ones are really very good, but three or four horrible What's that movies. one with... Uh, Bryce Dallas How- Howard about the pool. Uh, don't don't mock that one. That's one of my favorites as well. <laughs> Lady in the Water. Lady in the Water. Yeah, I was just gonna say I thought that one was probably of all his movies was in the middle. Okay, it's one I didn't hate, but I didn't love either. It seems most of his movies I either think they're totally awesome or they really suck. But that was the one I can think of that was kind of in the middle. Do you have much context about that one? What do you mean, context? Do you know much about the story? I've seen the movie. I know, but do you know any context, like why he directed that film and where it came from? No. So I, I like the film a lot. I found out um, from the extra features or whatever that that was a story that he told his kids. Oh, nice. And he adapted it to a book eventually, and then he adapted it to a movie. So essentially that's just like a family bedtime story in his house. I bet if I went and watched that one right now, I would like it a lot more. I seem to remember being pretty high on him at the time, thinking all his movies were spectacular when I saw that. And then I saw that and it, and it, it wasn't the sixth sense, you know, it wasn't unbreakable, which all these movies I really liked. But I bet if I watched it again now with more realistic expectations, I think I'd probably bump it up a notch or two. Even the happening was okay. But the whole premise that the planet is going to attack humanity is a hard one to swallow. And, you know, so so producing a movie about that principle is kind of tough. But And we're not doing an M. Night Shyamalan plug or an M. Night Shyamalan review. I think we just did. Review, <laughs> but, but it is interesting. He has several plot twist movies that he's done a very good job with, yes. including Devil. And we haven't really talked about Devil. And I don't really remember Devil. I, I know In the, the elevator? Yes. Right. But I remember thinking uh, that was good, you know. And interesting and weird and and caused me to think as well. So, I, uh, <laughs> hello, 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 <laughs> hola, cómo estás? Someone get that, please. Yeah, I've got uh, I've got one more um, thought. Can er, you mute the mics? Because it's it's saying who the call is from and everything. I don't. I can't. I haven't heard. It. Have you heard it? Somebody will get it. Well, blah 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 blah. Okay. <laughs> I guess we're not in the bunker today. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Well, we can edit this one out. Okay, so okay, right, so okay. picking back. I up. got one more movie, kind of plot twist thought. Uh, did you guys see uh, Anne Flux? 
I loved Amflex, and it got horrible reviews, and most people said it sucked. And Oblivion. Have you seen either one of those? Uh, oh, Oblivion was good. Yeah. So Amflux. Which one? Is that the one with Charlize Theron? Theron. Charlize Theron. Yeah. And they're and vampires? No. no. The premise of it is is a, which one's it's a reboot. One? It's like a life reboot. Your body dies. They clone your body. They plug your conscience back into a into a body. Is that that kind of thought. Well, you, it, that's based on a cartoon that originally played on MTV back in the 80s or something like that. So I remember that. But I always get that mixed up with the other movie with Mila Jovovich in it. Fifth Element? No. no. I can't remember what that movie's called. But so, so I he, mix those two here, up. Let me, let me help you with Amflux. What actually happened was they jacked the earth up. And in order for them to have time to create an antidote for this virus that is killing off all humanity they re they reincarnate they don't reincarnate but they, they clone re, they they're reuse, cloning they clone yeah. yeah and um basically they're just trying to have enough society so that when they find a cure for whatever this virus is then they can um leave this compound and have society and repopulate basically but they're running on clones until then and a very well done film. I do not know why it gets as much criticism as it does. Well, it's kind of that thought process is that she she gets cloned, but she doesn't get a conscious rebooted. But during the cloning process and and her DNA, whatever, she she starts remembering things that have happened in a previous cloning process. And then kind of the Tom Cruise one with Oblivion, he gets cloned, and he kind of. They're all kind of living at a certain point. Like when they when they become conscious again, they're kind of all taking the same path. They're all kind of at the same point. And so that whole thought process of of being cloned and then just your conscious either being rebooted or you're not somebody. But you know th- that those movies kind of appeal to me too. They're kind of cool. I kind of like the post apocalyptic type stuff a lot. And so the thought of people surviving that and this being one of the options of, of surviving, it's kind of cool to me too. I like that. So, yeah, there's a, a show on Netflix, altered carbon. It's a TV show. It's very not family friendly either, but it's very much the same thing where people download themselves into little discs that they then put into cloned bodies so they can basically live forever. It's a very interesting show and all the ramifications um, involved in doing that uh, over and over and over again. So these that's these, a, that's a good show, but these very are, non-family friendly. And th- these are all examples of really cool philosophy done well. And um, so I've heard comedy come up in the news recently, and and they're kind of under attack for hate speech and whatever. And the comedian's rebuttal is, you know, I'm able to take these situations and kind of break them down and make them palatable and and make light of them so that they're easier to digest or whatever. And I feel like these movies have done that with philosophy and these principles of philosophy where they take this really complicated, pretty hard to talk about uh, idea and they present it really well and, and even fun. And by the time you're done, you're like, I wasn't taken advantage of. I enjoyed that, you know. And it, so or, I, or a lot of people walk out of these movies like this and say, that sucked. What happened? I don't or, get it. Or or like a certain set of in-laws that were like, huh? I just wanted to be entertained. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, That's not why I watch movies. But there, there, there are a lot of people who watch these movies. And at the end of the day, it's like, what? I don't get it. That my, sucked. <laughs> my wife has a hard time with movies that she really has to think. She wants to watch a movie and just kind of relax and chill and just be told a fun story. She doesn't want to have to think or have, have a question. All wrapped up in a nice little bow at the <clears throat> end where there's a nice happy ending to the story. That's kind of how my wife is, too. She really likes, doesn't like these open-ended movies that end without ending, I guess, without and I, you knowing I like, what happened. I like movies that i got to think about, that i got to try to figure out, or I, I think I can figure out by the time the movie ends. I, I, I like movies like that. I do, too. My wife certainly started that way. And um, she's made comments in the recent past that that she enjoys the way that I consume media more than she used to. Um, but I I don't consume media to consume media. If I if I just want something on so I can relax, I'll turn on music. If I turn on movie 
on a movie, I want to think. I want to. I want to process. I want to relate the music, the movie to real life, and how would I feel in that situation, or how would I respond to that situation, or how does that relate to our current politics, or how does that relate to our current religion, or how does that relate to just life in general? And that's how I consume movies. So that's deep, John. I it is deep, but I can enjoy like the There's superhero. There's not a lot movie. of content like that, though. How do you like? You've got to watch some content just to be entertained. Not a lot. Not I watch a lot of documentaries. I watch a lot of drama because typically in drama there's a lot of um, lot substance. Of drama? Yeah. yeah. Drama, <laughs> exactly. Drama. Yeah. So, and, and this actually uh, might be why I'm not much of a comedy guy. You know, I, I, I enjoy comedy, but it's... It, very Dude, you are a comedy me. guy. You are hilarious. I laugh at you all the time. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <laughs> being being a monkey is different being than a, than liking comedy. So if if you could be the Truman Show and I would just sit home and watch the Truman Show, you would be Truman. That's, I would watch you all day long. That is such a good segue into the Truman Show. By the way, well, that's wasn't a, that's that a good an show interesting too. one? We're that gonna, was interesting. we're going to have to hold it for another time, yep. though. I think we're, we're out of time. Yeah. We're running out of time. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, I, I had a feeling this episode might want to run long. It's deep. Because it's, cool. it's a lot of cool stuff to talk about. Maybe we can continue this in another episode where we pick up where we left off. But I think that's got to be our show for today. So, for Dustin. Next time we'll talk about Truman Show, Matrix Part three, 4. And John. I didn't even know that existed. <laughs> I'm Scott. We're signing off for this week. We'll see you next week. Have a great week, everyone. Thanks again for joining us on this week's podcast. You can find more episodes, show notes, and links at our website at www.regularguysrandomthings.com. You can also find us on all the social media platforms like Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you enjoyed this week's podcast, please like, comment, and subscribe on your podcast platform of choice. Once again, thanks for listening, and catch us next week for a brand new episode. Thanks for saying till the end.